This is She's a Tool podcast, where we have unapologetic conversations about the building industry. You're here with Kasula and Bronwyn. And we are the glue in your glue lamp, the mortar in your brick wall. You may even say we're the most important tools in your toolkit. Let's dive in. It's been a bit. Just a bit. It's been a little bit. We've had a lot going on. It's been crazy. Yep. Yep. We've not um we've not recorded any fresh episodes for a couple of weeks because we've both had well we've both had a heavy workload. Yeah. Just managing our project files. But we've both also been navigating um, staff and team growth and what's it? and movements. Yes, <laughs> movements. Yeah, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah, what's been going on on your end? Oh my gosh, it, it has been really busy. Um, busy with, like you say, with job files and trying to navigate that side of things. But also, uh, we had um, full time team member leave who was our drafts person so that kind of leaves me to pick up the slack while looking for other people and training other people so yeah, yeah it's been a, a bit full on yeah you that's the thing when you have a business is that if any cog falls off then it's up to you to to pick up that slack if you're not yeah. A big enough company yet that you've got other people to do that for you when yeah that's it it's a, it's a small business problem isn't it it really is a small business problem and you know when there are such few numbers you have one person step out of that and mm-hmm. you're just missing such a massive chunk of your um i don't know of your people power and mm-hmm. yeah it, it makes a big difference <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You rely, yeah. You realize how much you, you know, you, you. you I guess rely on that person to do their their role, but also, yeah. Because yeah. I'm kind of at the other side of that. Is I'm putting on people for the first time, yeah. and the challenge in when any small business is putting on people is that you, it's hard to let go of the responsibilities because it's your business and you do things a certain way and you uphold a certain level of quality. Yeah. Um, but you, you want to put on, you want to get, you need the help. You need someone to help you with the workload when you're growing, but it's hard to, to let go of that. And so it's a bit of a hurdle to get to that point where you're actually hiring someone in the first place. But then when you do, you're like, you very quickly forget how how much you were doing before and when that person then moves on you're like ah they were doing so much that I now need to pick up again and now I'm back to square one which was the reason I hired in the first place yeah it, and when when you're picking up the work well actually when you bring on somebody new um it also like while you're going through that initial training phase 
whether the person has come on and they're experienced in the role or whether they're quite new to the role, um, mm. it, it doesn't really matter because you still need to go through that training process. Um, you need to train the person that's come into the business in the way that you do things and the mm. way that your company works and your company's processes. And so your expectations. It, and that's exactly right, yeah, and your expectations. And then you almost have to well, it diminishes your output for a little while because you, you're kind of picking up the work, but you're also working with this other person, training them. So, yeah, all of those things need to be taken into consideration um, and it can, make it can make it difficult for a little while, but it's almost like the back step that the business needs to take in order to make that leap forward. Um, yeah. You just can't see it at the time when you're actually in the muck going through it. Yeah. And, you know, your, your clients, like I've found that with growing my team, I've tried to be as open in my communication with yeah. my clients as much as possible. But yes. at the end of the day, that's not your client's problem. They that's still exactly. have a result and you've still yeah. got to try and meet that demand and meet their timelines. But it's challenging when it's, it's just you or a small team and you're trying to keep up with, you, you don't necessarily have control over when projects are going to either land or go ahead or reach a certain milestone and mm -hmm. they all seem to do it at the same time. So, you know, you're sitting there going, okay, well, I've got a bit of time now, let's drive some more business and all my team's in order and then all of a sudden all of the jobs come through at once and they they've all yeah. make their decisions at the same time, it would seem, and already for you to get back to them yesterday. And then, of course, yep. that's when you lose a staff member or it's time to put on a new staff member and it doesn't take long to unravel and quickly become quite overwhelming. Yeah. And But that's not the client. I think the challenge, the biggest challenge I find is still upholding that level of quality and responsiveness with your client. Yeah. But like you say, you, you, you've got to it does slow you down because you've now got to train the new person and spend more time with them. And, um, yeah, I don't know what your hours have been like lately. Um, huge. I've been Absolutely doing some 1am, 1.30am efforts yeah. this week because the only time I've got to actually work on client project work is after hours when I don't have to then be, you know, working on the business. Yeah work in the business at night <laughs> yeah yeah I know the hours that I've been putting in recently have just yeah they've been they've been massive but you know weekend work late nights mm. all the things but yeah it's just you know you've obviously got a level that you want to um, achieve and mm. and a level that you want to keep your your work at and your output at um, and not let clients down that have that you've brought on. Um, but it's that fine line between informing the client of what's mm. happening, but also not making it their problem. Yeah, and not yeah. looking like you've not got it under control as well. Because yes. I think, yeah, that fine line of I like to be really transparent, and I like to think that transparency is a is a big value. Um, Sorry, I feel like I keep bringing it back to my business only because that's the that's the easiest way for my head to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my point. Um, yeah. And that's my experience, I guess, as well. But um, 
you don't want to look incompetent, but you want to be transparent. Yes. And so, yeah, how how much do you share with your clients um, without then, you know, like TMI? (laughs) Or or are they going to then turn around and go, well, that's not my problem, whereas some other people might be like, well, I'm really glad you told me I understand, I get it now, you know. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It, It is a very fine line, I think. I mean, for, for us personally, um, within complete approvals, we, we will just inform our clients of, um, lead times. And when it gets to the point that we're really having to push them out for our regular, uh, builder clients, we would mm-hmm. basically just jump on a call and say, look, this is what's going on in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the impact of that is that drafting lead times are going to push out. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working in the background to change this and to bring a solution to it. But considering the industry at the moment, trying to find people that are willing to, you know, come on board and people, good people that we want in our business. Yeah, um, that's a difference. It's difficult. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, It's difficult. Because there, there really is, there really isn't a lot of drafts people out there that are looking for, for work at the moment. Well, a lot of people actually looking for work at the moment. Um, so it's it's difficult to find one people that are actually looking and two that are the type of people that you want to bring onto your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not willing just for the sake of getting through work to bring on anyone. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly right from the beginning. Yeah, because um, it can be more destructive. And, well, that's it. It's going to be, yeah, exactly. It'll be more destructive, but it also it becomes a waste of time if you're just doing, going through the motions and you're bringing somebody on board and, you know, you know that they're probably not the right person, but hey, that'll do for now. That's not really how we work. We want the best team possible working on our clients' um, projects so that we can output the best level possible for our clients. And I'm not willing to compromise on that. Yeah, fair call. And I think your clients would appreciate that as well. And they, they do every time we have a chat with them, um, you know, well, every time it doesn't happen very often, but <laughs> when we have a chat with them recently about the, the drafting, um, lead time push out and why it was happening, they were all very understanding, um, okay. because they know the level that we like to work to. And is that, um, your clients being predominantly builders or businesses, yes. right? Um, so not necessarily the homeowner directly. Not necessarily, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it's not necessarily. Sorry, the homeowner directly. It's it, our our business is made up. Well, our business client base is made up mostly of of other businesses. We're very much mm-hmm. a B two B, but um, the clients that we do take on that are homeowners, mm-hmm. um, they kind of come on board with no expectation of what drafting t- lead times look like because they haven't been working with us in the before, like whereas our business clients will know how long we've taken in the past to get through drafting projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have that, that expectation. So communicating to them mm-hmm. that this is going to change is really important. But then we also communicate to our homeowners that mm-hmm. come on board with us, how long each, each part of the process will take right at the very beginning 
just to kind of try and manage client expectations and to keep them informed of what's going on. Yeah, it's so important to do. And what makes it tricky is when you get a surprise and so you can, it's all very good and well being able to manage and try and set that expectation at the start that I know we've spoken about in previous episodes about things do come out of left field and yes, you communicate it as you go as well. Um, yeah. bit tricky when homeowners are sort of planning on one thing and then it goes left field or, or you lose a staff member or something just happens in business which isn't perceived to be the, the client's problem. Yeah. But it's very much something that, that's happened and it does have an impact. Yes. And like managing that through is sometimes a challenge. <laughs> Whereas with your business clients, um, it's like your builders and stuff, even if something is slower than what they're used to, they might get a little bit disgruntled, but they also have had the benefit of seeing you when you are at, you know, when you are functioning normally. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Phase. They, yeah. they know how efficient you can be. Yeah. Um, so they're a little bit more forgiving of that. And because they're in the industry, they they know it too because they're probably experiencing similar delays and, and heavy demand at the same time as we are. Yes. Um, and so they totally get it. But then, yeah, I find it's a different ballgame when you're then dealing with homeowners direct. It's their, maybe some for some of them, their one and only project or, you know, it's been a long time and under completely different circumstances since they've done their last project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having those conversations, I find are probably, I find the most challenging part of the role at times. Yes. Um because they're just, just they are, they are confronting hard. conversations to have. It's confronting. You just don't yeah. want to let. I don't want to let people down. Yes, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm that's saying. something I need to work through <laughs> personally. <laughs> but I think we're all faced with it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I know things have been um, pretty, pretty difficult and pretty full on for you as well, Bron. But um, what's been going on in your world recently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm just growing a business for the first time and learning as I go, and and it is a it is a roller coaster of highs and lows, and um, yeah. I I mean I actually love it. I love sitting amidst the challenges and the the undulations of business. I, I actually um, could quite get off on that. But the bit that I don't enjoy is exactly what we're talking about is then that confrontation with clients. And um, because I hold such a high standard of myself and the work that I want to put out, I, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm taking, I've had to take on team, which is great. That's what I want. Um, yeah. So not complaining ever, um, but just... <laughs> talking about the challenges that come up and you know everything you've said when you take on your team um you spend a lot of time getting them into the way you do things which of course is never going to be good enough for you doing it yourself i think you're going to feel (laughs) um uh but you know you've got to at some point hand it over and trust that people will do you know do you justice and and also bring in their ways of doing things as well so it's a good learning opportunity so i find that mentally i've been quite challenged and um my head has been my bandwidth has been spread just like at maximum stretch uh because it's it's also across client projects in addition to now 
learning how other people operate and incorporating that into your business and and bettering your business um, with other people's skill sets whilst also training them as to the expectation that you have for your your business and how you want to be um, treating your client projects and, and also your other business affiliations, my builders and my suppliers and, and all the rest of it. Um, and as you said, you know, you've got to take a couple of steps backwards for the long-term goal of taking leaps forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I've very much been sitting in that and it just happens to be whilst, you know, a lot of projects are nearing their their deadline as far as yeah. construction um and i found that the other part of that is being for the in my from my perspective in the first half of the year a lot of the builders were sort of they weren't they had a bit more time on their hands in how oh, i don't want to say that because that's definitely not the whole industry this the art industry has still been booming and it's been hectic but yes. within that, there is ebbs and flows, and, and this is always how it's been. Um, but, you know, you get waves of, of clients at different stages, and I feel in the first half of the year, the builders, it was their, their lull a little bit. Um, yeah. And then because us designers were getting all the new leads from the start of the year and all the new projects and all of the... Um, in the early design stages and now obviously all of those are coming through and now the builders are starting to really uh, most of my builders are basically booked now until January next year yeah um, so they're and I'm talking for renovation projects so it, new builds different ball game um, you know there's a lot of different models in the industry but I'm, I'm talking renovation work yeah. um, and so now all of a sudden there's an additional pressure put on my business to um, for builders now wanting all of their stuff like yesterday. Yes, <laughs> you know, you're, you're working through all of your projects and you sort of, you, you give them all sort of fair time as best you can. Um, you know, there's a couple that are a little bit more urgent that you're trying to get through those quicker. Um, but then all of a sudden one of your builders is like, okay, we've got to change in our schedule. We now want to get this one out here. We need that, we need that paperwork right now. And you're like, well, but that's not due for another however many however long and yeah all of a sudden you've got to change everything up as well (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you're still going through the process of bringing on teams so you're like oh holy shit how are we gonna make this work (laughs) exactly i'm trying to offload bits that i can that i know my team are capable of um and obviously the more i'm training and working and the longer they're working with me they're going to be capable of more quicker and it's gonna you're putting that time in because it's an investment of your time because you know that it's going to give you better output in the long run but in the short term it's actually it's, it's chaos because you it slows you down you're not getting output out as quickly as what you once would. Um, oh no, I didn't get yeah. my phone. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not getting output. Um, you're not getting that output out <laughs> as quickly as you once would, and <laughs> yeah, that then yeah. plays on your mental bandwidth as well because it's just another stressor in the background, and you can get into this state of overwhelm really quickly. Whereas you've got Absolutely, it, very, very jobs, quickly. Yeah. So quickly. And you, you've got all these tasks ahead of you, both yeah. client work and business stuff. Um, and they're all 
as important as the next. There's no one client project that's more important than the other, regardless of timeline. And, you know, but it's really important that you train your new team because that is for the benefit of your clients. Everything we do is for the benefit of our clients. And I think we were sort of talking off air before about, you know, how do you, how do you, you've got to have the client feel like they're the only client in the world, but the rea- so society tells yeah. us. And you you want to give your clients yes. your best service, of course. The reality is they're not your only client. Absolutely. Because if they were, you wouldn't have a viable business. <laughs> so you need to have X amount of projects. That's exactly right. Yeah. The door to um, to be able to pay the bills and you know, and then you grow your team yeah. to be able to service the clients, but then you need X amount of clients coming in again to be able to then pay that next level of expenses. And so it's the juggling act that it, it, it's not the client's problem, this stuff, that's a business problem, but it's very much the reason why you're then slowed down on client projects because you're juggling and managing all of that. And if you're doing it for the first time because you're in your business, you're learning all of that as well. Simple things like how do I set up an employee on my accounting software? Um, What are the forms that I need to get them to fill out? Um, What are the legal contracts that I need to have in place? I'm not a lawyer and that stuff bores a crap out of me. So it really challenges my mental bandwidth (laughs) to be taking the time. I don't want to do it. So I resist it anyway, but then I finally bite the bullet and do it. And it, it, it takes a whole day or two out of me just to get my head around it and to because I want to get it right I don't want to leave myself open I need to protect the business I also want to do the right thing by the employee or the contractor or the client so you know all of that stuff is is important equally as important as your client projects because it's all for them but then you've still got to keep the client projects moving (laughs) because your builders are screaming at you the homeowners are screaming at you in amongst all Um, of that in among, yeah, so gosh, like, you know, and I've had these conversations with the builders that we work with as well because they they go through similar stuff to every small business. Like even if you're not in the building industry and you're listening to this, you know, th- these are growing pains um, that we all go through and That's there's right. probably people listening that, that are far surpassed this and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember those days and... <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we're such small fish in a big ocean at this stage, but yeah, this is just where we're at at the minute. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. But, and you know, you've got to put all the things in place and go through all of these things so that you can grow and become a bigger fish in, a, in the big pond. Um, but it's just a matter of getting there and it's a matter of putting all of the, the right things in place so that you can just keep moving forward. That's it. I think a lot can be said for yeah. the, you're gonna inadvertently make mistakes along the way because you are doing things for the first time. Um, and yeah, of course. There's probably gonna be some ass kicking moments as well. Like you're gonna get a disgruntled client because you've let them down and you have, you've let them down and it's not been intentional, it's been a, repercussion of the situation and the environment that you're unfamiliar with that's that's how we learn but if that event doesn't occur yeah. 
then you don't learn and you can't make things better. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just don't let anyone down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful that I have. It's one of those ones where you just. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you were going to say. And, and it is, you know, no, no, we're, we are very lucky that we have we have great clients. Um, but even the great clients, I suppose, you know, when when you kind of get to the pointy end of things, they they get really excited about things and, and rightfully so because it's a, it's a pretty exciting thing, which we've spoken about previously as well on other uh, episodes. Mm. But I feel like they, they have... That as understanding as they might be, they yeah. also have limitations on their patients. And, and yeah. I get it. I really do. Yeah. And like when you say that you'd have disgruntled clients, well, you know, sometimes they're going to, they're going to call and they're not going to be happy. And mm. because of all these things going on in the background, it, it is like you said, Bron, you, you have let them down. So when they're making those comments and and you're on that phone call with them you really just have to cop it on the chin mm -hmm. and just apologize because it is something that's out of your control but at the same time it's also something that that will benefit the business and will benefit your clients down the track it's just it's going through the shit is the hard part <laughs> it's a really good point because i've said to people in the past about um like when when shit happens on site, for example, and it's not necessarily yeah. the issue that that causes the initial upset with the client, but what tends to happen is however that issue is dealt with is the thing that the client then yeah. remembers um, and it's not actually the initial fuck up. So there could be like a mess up on site and the client will get angry and go to the builder, say, and then the builder has two options. They can either say, yes, you're right, this was a mistake, let me rectify that as quickly as possible for you, or they can get on the defence and they can yeah. come up with all the excuses and then drag their feet fixing it and try to do the blame game and, and you know, it, it's not the actual thing, it's how it was dealt with that, that is what gives the client the overall impression of, of that company. And just then when you said yes. what you said... I kind of feel like it's the it's the same thing if we're in that situation. Like it's it's either you can a client's gonna get disgruntled because there's so much emotion and excitement and, and hype and it's a long process, they've been waiting a long time, it's getting near the end the closer to the end it gets or the closer to construction yeah. it gets, the more emotional they're gonna get. Um, and you are just probably copying their stress and frustration yeah. as well. And I feel horrible that we've then contributed to yes. that, but sometimes it's just how it goes and so yeah, you've got two choices in that moment as well. You can cop it on the chin and apologise and, and sort of put things into place to how you're going to get the result as quickly as possible for them within the confines of what you can do or you can sit there making excuses and then resent yeah. it and it goes on the too high basket and then you cause more angst and, and hardship. Um, and But that's a really hard thing to do and... I think people resist um, admitting fault because they see it as a weakness. You know, we're the company, we're doing what we can and, yeah. we're, you know, I, we're, we yeah. can't be seen to be hopeless, whereas if you just own it and people will get that you're human and I think energy can be quite transparent um, and if you're genuinely 
sorry, which I believe most people would be, people will pick up on that as well and then they might yeah. back down and go, okay, I get it. Like, they're, you know, they know they're, they're doing their best um, and they might be a little bit more forgiving. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's hard. It's a hard yes. thing to do for people. It is definitely a hard thing to do. and But, you know, there are so many moving parts in the in the industry that we work in and the the very best laid plans the very best procedures and you know how how it's all going to work and you can do all of those things and you can lay out your plans as best as possible um to the you know the same way that you have done however many times in the past and it's worked really really well <laughs> and then shit happens <laughs> and you have to just deal with it and work through it and work out how you can possibly stay on this track of getting the client the best outcome possible, but now almost kind of sidestepping things in a way and trying to work out there and then how we're going to make it work. And, you know, the best laid plans are fantastic and all, but sometimes it just goes to shit and you just got to work out <laughs> what's next and how do we move forward. <laughs> do you know my biggest challenge with that is that um, when I go to rectify, oh, like if, if I've started to fall behind with one project, you then all of a sudden the temptation yeah. is to quickly throw all your energy into that to get that one happening. But while you're doing that, you've then <laughs> like three other projects then get into that same hole because mm. you had were going to work on those ones as well. And, yeah, gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a learning curve. It just snowballs. A, it really does. You do. And you're like, yeah. have I overcommitted? Should I not have taken on this many clients? But then you're like, but if I didn't take on the clients, I wouldn't be able to cover the expenses <laughs> of what I need to cover to, to run the business um, to the level that I need to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I am so sure that we are not alone. I'm sure many people have either been there before or are going through it right now. Yeah. I wish um, there was, like, some magical yeah. way that um, clients could be a fly on the wall in the day in the life of us <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like some days we'll sit down, you know, let's call it, I don't know, nominal 9am. <laughs> More often than not, it's two hours before that. But let's say you sit down and start your day at 9am and you're like, right, I'm going to do, I've got this project I'm going to work on, I've got this project I'm going to work on. And you could be like, you can turn off your phone, you can not look at your emails and you can get on with that work, which would probably be the recommended way of actually tackling that and getting on with it. But the reality yep. is your head is not necessarily going to be there as well because you're thinking, you know, I know that such and such is meant to be emailing me this morning and I know that this job is out on site and that job's out on site and what if they need me? So that's the reason why you then don't sit there with your phone off and your email off because there might be something really urgent come up that that you're needed for. Um, but then it's a balancing yeah. act because then you leave your phone on, you've got to have the discipline to actually not look at it unless it is an emergency. Um, maybe that's just my how my brain works. I do get easily distracted. 
<laughs> um, but even if I do, uh, I'm, there, I am very much the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. It's not just me. Cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just dumb society these days with with feeling like our phones are a part of us. <laughs> we can't go without them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost you know you, you you put everything into it and you're hundred percent focused, and then all of a sudden I think it gets to the point that your brain just needs a break, and yeah. it starts thinking about all the other things that you could possibly be looking at instead of concentrating on what you're doing right now. Yeah, um, but it is you're right a very very much a disciplined thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I find I, and that's why I'm working the late hours because that is the only time I actually, um, I get a bit of a second wind in the evening and then it's like I'm first thing in the morning again, I'm charged yeah. and I'm, my concentration is there and I can work for hours and it's great because then I'm not getting interrupted by emails and phone calls and, and just, um, just day to day stuff as well. Yeah. The thing when you're working from home is that, you know, you've got the dog going nuts at stuff next door or you know i'll get a delivery or yeah. the cars pull up next door and morgan goes off his rocket <laughs> um that they're all these little things that distract you the second you walk away from your desk and then come back it takes a good 10 minutes to sort of go okay where was i again and okay let's just refocus and you know when you're drafting as you would know detailing yeah. plans it's it's we spoke about it. It's the most important part, I think, of a designer's role for a smooth construction on site to make sure nothing's yes. missed. And it's not just a case of sitting down yes. and drawing some plans. It's cross-referencing with your spec sheet to make sure that you've written that code on that one correctly. It's then checking the um, the product sheet for that particular fitting to make sure that it's all to scale and that um, you've got all your clearances around the appliances and you've got you know, it's not just a case of quickly drawing it up. And I love it when clients go, well, can't you just do that little bit? Can't you just do the kitchen bit so that we know what, so that we can give that to the cabinet maker? Well, yeah, but that's not a quick, there's no such thing as a quick this or a quick that. Um, and that's why I made the final more comment. I wish they could sit there and watch you do a project and say, I think I spent like 40 minutes yesterday um, removing a couple of vertical towel bars off two bathrooms and then replacing it with some rope hooks, I'd basically completed these plans and then the change was made. So, you yeah. know, it, I've gone into the spec sheet and I've removed the old ones. That's quick and easy. I've then put the new ones in, but I've had to go to the supplier website, find the specs, download the staff, put it into the spec sheet, then go to the plans, take off, the existing yeah. things, which of course then sets all my dimension lines into a frenzy because they're like, hang on, there's something here we're meant to be dimensioning, which isn't there anymore. And then you put in the two new road hooks and then they're at different heights because it's a different fixture. And then you're moving all your dimension lines and everything. And, you know, any of these things on its own is, is, is no big deal, but collectively it's, yeah. and it's not just, there's doing the action, but you've also got to be mentally really thinking about it because you're like okay so i've replaced this with this now what am i going to need i'm going to need the product sheet i'm going to need to make sure that the dimensions and if it's an electrical change okay so i need to make sure that you know it just the it's the mental bandwidth that that 
I feel slows you down sometimes yeah. because you don't want to be rushing through this because that's when stuff gets missed. And so many of us fall into the trap of just yes. quickly get it done and get it out. But that's when mistakes happen and then it costs you more time out on site, which then pulls you off the next lot of jobs that you're working at and it can be a vicious cycle. Um, that's how do you yeah. explain that to clients and have them actually understand I, and care? <laughs> I, I don't think it it's one of those things that you can, I don't think it's something that they can fully comprehend unless mm. they have been in a role similar doing that type of work because the con the level of concentration mm. while you're in that job and you're detailing is so huge mm. because you really have to be in it to mm. make sure that you're getting all of those tiny little things across all the different types of plans and spec sheets and product pages and all of those things that go into it mm. um, to produce the final outcome mm. but unless I think you've been in there and done it it's yeah. really hard to understand what actually yeah. goes into it yeah even I forget myself sometimes like when I'm scheduling jobs or when I'm allocating yes. <laughs> time I'm like okay well I've got you know a kitchen yeah. a bathroom and an ensuite so it's just three rooms that I need to detail and then there's a few other fixtures and fittings around the house, like flooring and corners and skirtings and that kind of stuff, paint. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so that's pretty straightforward. I can do that. And then you start working on it and then you're like, okay, yeah. all of a sudden I've just lost four hours getting this one detail around how this kitchen bench transitions into this other kitchen bench, which are two different materials, and how that's going to look. And then you're updating your 3D model as well, by the way, because you, you need to know that it's it's working yep. but also you want it to look nice you've got nice pictures for the client to see so they can really understand the intention and then of course that you can translate that to your trades on site so there's no interpretation they all understand yep. it um and, and you literally lose hours but you don't you don't skip over that stuff because that's the difference between it going down smoothly or not and if you don't do that detail yep. it comes back yep. to you later anyway um, I, like homeowners want the best result, but you know, we've spoken about yes. money before and, 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 you know, you get what you pay for. Well, you can apply the same logic to time as well. If you rush me, you're going to get a rush Absolutely. result and it's yep. going to be on your quality. Yes. If you allow me to take the time yes. and get it right. hundred percent you know, and trust yep. that I'm not doing a piss take. And I think that's the trickiest thing because there's probably people that would be taking the piss and just dragging their feet on it and whatever. So I yeah, it's just such a Yeah, that's such true. a tricky one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I mean I I know you're very much the same as me, is that if it gets to the point where you've got a squeaky wheel, then you feel like you let them down in your process. Yeah. And you get so angry and narky with yourself mm -hmm. for it getting to that point. Yep. And when you say, Bron, that, that you, you hate it when you've got a squeaky wheel, that's mm -hmm. why. Because yeah. you feel so, so much, so strongly about giving the client a really good, um, a really good experience mm -hmm. and getting the best outcome for them that when you feel like they've got to that point where they have to harass you, mm -hmm. um, you know, even though it may or may not be justified, 
Mm. Let's just put that out there as well. Um, <laughs> yep, good call. It's, it's almost like you've let them, <laughs> it's almost like you've let them down. And that's what I get really annoyed at myself for because yeah. I don't want it to get to that point. I want to be ahead of the game all the time. Yep. Yep, agree 100%. Yeah. That's so funny with the justified bit because <laughs> some people are squeaky wheels a lot quicker than other people <laughs> are squeaky wheels. But then you don't want to take advantage of the people that are more patient. Yeah. And that's why actually um, that upsets my mental bandwidth more than like obviously you, you can be quite reactive when people are being, you know, making more noise. But then I instantly go, okay, well, what about this person that's been so patient waiting in the wings and it's you, you inadvertently let that person wait in the wings because they're not causing you problem, but you don't want to take advantage. Then I actually beat myself up as well going, I feel like I'm taking advantage of that person that's been so patient, but I know that they're not as urgent. Um, sorry. They, the, the client that has said to me, they've actually communicated with me, no hurry, we're not in a rush, we know you're busy, get to it when you get to it. And so then you've got the other client that yeah. is like, we have to be in by this date and blah, 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 blah. So you, you do prioritise your jobs in that way because you're like, okay, well, we have a deadline here. Yes. This one's flexible. So, yes, I'm going to put that one first, even if that one came in a couple of weeks early because you want to meet the deadlines and you want to try yeah. and make it all flow. But then I, I still am like, but that person also came in a couple of weeks earlier and I don't want to take advantage of the fact that they, you know, because they might not be aware of how long things take either and then it's not until they get in the process that they're like, they might yeah. then resent you because they're like, well, you know, I've had that happen too where they've gotten the process and they weren't in a hurry but then now they realise how long things take and they're like, oh, well, we really wanted to be here, we didn't think it was going to take this long and all of a sudden it's your fault even though they had mm. said we're not in a hurry and we don't mind yes. when it happens. Um, that can change very quickly yep. <laughs> as well. So certainly uh, can. Yeah. 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 It's just one of the, the challenges it's that balancing being in a client, client driven industry. And um, yeah, at, at what level yes. can, because we were also talking about off air um, about, you know, the, the delays and the price increases over the last few years and how, us as an industry yeah. are full aware of the, the reality of price increases and time delays, but it seems that it's only yes. just now really, really yes. thoroughly filtering down to the general public. Um, and, and now that some yeah. hard evidence and some stats are coming out over the last couple of years about, you know, builders falling off the perch, how much like price comparisons between builds over X amount of years, this hard evidence is coming out now that the, yeah. the, the general public is now going, oh, oh, they, it wasn't a load of cobwash. The, you know, it wasn't people just trying to take advantage. Yeah. This is actually what's been happening. And we're like, yeah, welcome to the party. <laughs> um, but I kind of feel yeah, like that's it's it. like that. That's it. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that with, with demand as well. I feel like I'm sick of saying to people, we're such in demand at the moment. We're just so busy. We're doing our best to keep up with the workload that we've got. But the reality is this is the demand on the industry and things are taking yeah. longer. And it doesn't matter if it's me or another designer yeah. or that builder or that builder. You're going to experience the same across the board anyway. So 
on one hand, it's Absolutely. like, where do I hold steady and be firm that, no, this is just the reality of the situation. You need to put your patient pants on versus this is not the standard mm. that I like putting out there and you're justified in your complaint. And I struggle with sitting in the middle sometimes because I don't want to let people down. I am so heavily client focused, but you know, is it yeah. a little bit justified because this is the reality of the situation. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. we, we tend to qualify people right at the beginning and just give them our worst case scenario for, for lead times. Like this mm -hmm. is where we're at does that work with your schedule? Mm. And if no, well, I'm sorry, that's the best that we can do right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you may need to approach somebody else um, out there because we cannot do any more than, than, that, than what we can do. Yeah. Um, and if that works with their schedule, okay, well, let's move forward with the project then. Do you factor in a contingency with, with those um, predicted timelines that you give the client as well. Lead times. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. We, and we do work on absolute worst case scenario. Um, yeah. I prefer to, to give my clients worst case scenario. And if we get it done quicker, well, we come out smelling like roses and the client yeah. gets a nice surprise because we can get it done quicker than what we said we were going to. Yeah. Um, rather than the opposite. I would definitely yeah. not go down the path of the opposite and not yeah. putting that contingency in and then having to go back to the client and have that conversation. Whereas uh, oh, I was a little bit out with my uh, prediction on when we could get to your work, <laughs> probably going to have to wait for another few weeks. So yeah, I, I definitely build that in at, at the very beginning. Um, yeah. But again, it goes down what we've been talking about the whole episode is mm. that sometimes shit just happens. Mm. So you can build in contingencies and you can, you know, have have your very best intentions that you you are giving a realistic deadline, yeah. but sometimes, not very often, but sometimes it can go to shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that's, that's how we're kind of dealing with it is we're, we're qualifying that right from the beginning because yeah. we've, we just don't want to let people down. That's yeah. as simple as that. And if we're going to take on a project, we're going to try our damn hardest to, to get it done for when we've said we're going to get it done. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's a balancing act. It really is. And then just keeping that communication up as well. So when things do change, the client yeah. is kept in. The right through the process. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Particularly around yeah. counsel and things that are third party and out of our control. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and there have been quite a lot of that happening as as mm. far as councils go recently too. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of movement of um, staff and um, yeah, part of building and planning teams across different councils at the moment. So yeah, while right. that kind of happens and people are moving, and it it means that councils are also under the pump because one, they're already overloaded with council applications going through, but now they've also got that pressure of not having enough team to be able to see to those applications. 
Which is so exactly what we were talking just, about at the start that's on a large business level. Yeah. So, yep. okay, so the good, the good news for us is it doesn't go away. <laughs> it doesn't matter if our team it is It does two, not go away, 10, no. 200. No. <laughs> it's going to be an issue. <laughs> so the good news for this for us is we're yeah. always going to be letting people down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, sure, the quicker we, we get used to it, the better off we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. All right, well, uh, on that note. <laughs> Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. And have you found us on Instagram yet? At She's a Tool. That's S H E S A underscore tool. Until next time, see you, tools.